Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Frank Evans. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post on. What up? What's going on, boss man? How you feeling? I'm good. My name is not Frank, though. Is it not? It's not. That's not my... Frank. 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 Yeah, that's not my name. Not your name. Not my your name. Your name is? My name is Fran. Fran. Yeah. Fran. No, Fran. 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 Yes. Fran. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Is it not, though? It's, my name is not Frank at all. Well, it's in there. It's, no, it's, it's almost not. is. What? My nickname? There's yes. No such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> but not my name. Frank is not in my name. Well, let's, like, let's say you put the hard consonant on C. No. And Frankel. No. That's what your name would be in an alternate universe. But it, we're not, though. That's true. Well, in this universe, they made a mistake. Shout out to Lifehacker. We made a list. Of, you know, give it to us one time. We made one of those, you know, lists. Every couple of months, we make one of those lists. You know, yeah. we're, like a, we, we get the, we're like the token inclusivity thing where it's like, here's all these really cool podcasts. And then this one is black people. So they, <laughs> they count, too. So we always make those lists. Yeah. Um, that's just. They need to fix my name. That's my way of being humble. Well, you know, hey, man. Yeah, hey, man. Sometimes, with, what's the old saying? You know, it's better to be on the list. Wrong. Than to not be on no. the list at all. No, no, that's not okay. That's I don't. I don't, I don't think words. that's. A, I don't even think that's a saying either. I've never heard that. One. Yeah. Well, it now it's been said, so now it is a saying. So, friend, you know something? It's better to be on the list wrong than to not be on the list at all. Yeah, I'm, I don't believe in that. 
Okay. <laughs> Believe in that. Well, anyway, friend, uh, how you doing, man? What's I'm, going on? I'm doing well. I don't have my sense of smell still. So yeah, yeah. You, I mean, do you want to get into that? I don't. I, um, we so I got discussion. The, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. So let's, the, let's see. Let's see where it goes because this might, this could be people. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's okay. See. So um, I went and got the first dose of the vaccine yeah. last Monday. Mm-hmm. I was fine. Um, they make you sit for like ten minutes after you get it. Yeah, yeah, I did it in the car. Like, the drive through one. They just had to park. Oh, okay, for like fifteen. Which just if so you have like allergic. Just in case you get or woozy or any kind, any okay. kind of reaction. They, I so, guess, they expect the most severe reaction will be in like in the first fifteen minutes. Okay, so when I thought by them doing, I go after that's over the fifteen minutes, I'll go. You know, straight. Oh, I'm good. I don't, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm be. I'm gonna be the one that that don't have the side effects. Yes. Couple days go past and I come down with like a little cold, maybe like Thursday evening. Some flu-like symptoms. Yeah, cold. I was like, I got off work. I felt just tired. I was like, all right, I don't feel well. So then I went to sleep. Went to sleep early. Maybe went to sleep at like nine. This is still day one. This is still day. Yeah. So um, went to sleep. Had the chills all night, tossing, turning. First night. Cold. This is. I got it Monday, so like Thursday night. Okay, so not that. This is not day one. No, no, no. no. I'm I, saying so. It took a couple days for you to feel. Yeah, it took a couple days. I thought yeah, you were yeah. saying like you went home that night. No, and no, 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 no. Okay, It so was Thursday evening. Gotcha, I got gotcha. a Monday, Thursday evenings when I started feeling the side effects or whatever. Got it. And then um, my feet was like 102. Yep. And um, by Sunday evening, afternoon, I was fine. I was I was, I was, was good. And then like I went to work Monday, Tuesday, and then um, stuff made food like Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it was like Indian food. She was like, you smell So like? the following like, no. Wednesday. Yeah. I was oh, like, wow. So you were way far out from the shot. Yeah. Got it. I was like, no, I don't, I don't smell anything. And then I was like, oh, shit. And now I went, then I started panicking because I'm like, now I'm smelling everything. I'm like, what? I'm like, there. deodorant and stuff. I'm like, spraying cologne. Nothing. I don't smell, mm-hmm. I don't smell anything. And I was like, mm-hmm. I ain't smell, I haven't smelled anything like in like three days. <laughs> That's when it all started coming back to you. Like, remember the last time you smelled something? You're like, that flower I picked. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time I I really remember distinctly. I was like a lilac. You yeah, man. It I, the last thing I remember smelling smelled. was the was uh, this old lady's perfume. And you was, hated it. That was the last time I smelled something. <laughs> the last smell. You imagine if that's the last thing you ever smell again in your life. That's something you're like, ugh. But I think I don't want to drink. My, I don't want to drink myself. But it's coming. I out. went like three days without smelling. It was like, didn't even. Do you need? Yeah, do man. You need listen, because this is controversial. Maybe maybe I've had it wrong. I don't think I do. I, you're an oddity, I believe. But the people <laughs> the people will chime in and let us know. Yeah. You told me uh, a couple of days ago when you called me and informed me about this that you can still taste food even though you can't smell anything. Yeah. And that doesn't make any fucking sense. I can. I had iced coffee before I got here. And you tasted it. And it tasted it great. Fine. But you can't smell, smell coffee beans. Can't, can't smell, smell the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. No. Anything, the, you know, I had chocolate. Eat. I can taste chocolate just fine. But you can't. But can't you can't smell. smell. Maybe I want to taste something so bad. I'm like, because I couldn't. I lost my taste. Up? I lost. I did lose my taste at one point because I couldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't eating. Yeah. I was like, I can't. I can't even finish my food because like this tastes like. Why am I doing this? It doesn't even. That was. I mean, I lost like five pounds doing that. I lost three pounds. Yeah, man. I can't lose any more weight. To, yeah, you're, <laughs> you might just you just slip into another dimension if you lose another, <laughs> if you lose another like three pounds, man. You won't be here. You'll be on <laughs> the, the fifth, the, the fifth, the fifth dimension or something. You I was like, be. this is. I was eating. I was like, I cannot. Yeah, you this. can't lose weight. I, was like, <laughs> I can't. I was like, I just didn't even want to finish the food. I was like, I don't have appetite. Well, you need to be uh, pounding uh, uh, muscle milks or something. You, even if you can't taste, yeah. it, you can't be losing well, weight. Well, this was man. a week ago. I'm good. You're now. gonna be out here looking crazy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just turn sideways. You're gone. Right. No, you can't be losing weight out here. But I don't want us to come across like we're Nicki Minaj and we're being like, my cousin in Jamaica took the vaccine and then the, his balls fell off. Yeah. You're saying you have some flu-like symptoms. Yeah. And you're you can 
at now that's over with but mm-hmm. now you can't smell can't still smell but you can taste stuff yeah and what i would say to that is i will acknowledge your experience and say i'm not going to say no man that's impossible what i'll say is people keep laughing off the idea that like oh yeah what you just get a little bit sick and then you can't smell that's something has happened to your brain yeah something happened to my brain that's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. I know we can laugh it off and be like, oh, you can't smell. It comes back eventually. But like you can still breathe through your nose. Yeah. But the the synapses or the wiring for your brain to be able to tell, discern smell is broken. Yeah, it's whack. It's that's cr- it's cr- like, that's I walk cr- a big a, deal. I, People keep making it like yeah. it's not a big deal. Walk into like a men's bathroom and then it's just Nothing. Like, nothing. And you know how, uh, how loud <laughs> the, got, men's, the <laughs> men's bathroom is. <laughs> I got it walked in behind me was like, Smells like shit in here. And I was, <laughs> like, Does I was it? like, I don't know. Wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go right into this stall and, and, and pee right in the stall. There's shit in here. Can't smell a thing. It's great. And there is some positives to it. There's some benefits <laughs> to it where it's like you're you're walking around somewhere yeah. it's like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, that garbage just smells like dumpster juice. You're like, wouldn't know. Yeah. Cause when I noticed I was when it's been like a couple of days, I noticed that I haven't I haven't smelled like a scent. I went. It still blows my mind that you went. Yeah, but I knew immediately. It's be, <laughs> You're yeah, like, it's been. Three well, hours. for me, it's because you. It's just like something you do every day. You not. You don't even. It's. It's just how your Are body. Either your it, kids. In, just, well, Sophia's not. Is Max in diapers still? Max. Yeah. Max so you changed. Diapers. You changed some diapers in this time. Well, actually, I did though. But that's the crazy thing about it though. When I did. Now that I remember, I was like, I did change one of his diapers, and it was like a, a terrible one. I, I didn't even didn't even flinch. I just thought I just got whatever the smell. I just got you so used to it. I'm not even. I don't can't even, even thinking sh- about it. Can't anymore. even smell shit anymore. So it was like, oh, it's been like a couple of days. I haven't smelled anything. <laughs> That's crazy. Put my face all up to the food. Yeah. nothing. Don't smell. <laughs> nothing. That's why I'm like me tasting stuff. I'm like maybe it's like I want to taste something so bad. You're just making it up. I'm just like from muscle memory. Maybe just the texture. I of love it. chocolate. Maybe just the text. The texture of it, I like. Oh, I know what this tastes like. Yeah. So I am tasting it again. I don't want to. I don't want to negate your experience because I'm not in your body, right? Yeah. But what I will say is, if the reason people pinch their nose when they're eating something they don't like, but that doesn't taste, work. That it doesn't does work. work. No, it does not. It does work. It doesn't work. If you can't, in my experience, and that's why I'm, I'm opening it up to the listeners. In my experience, if you can't <laughs> smell the food, you can't taste the food. That's well, my experience. But, but wh- why would, how though? I mean, honestly. I don't, I can't, I mean, I don't, I'm not like, I don't know, I'm not a biologist yeah. or, you know, I, I'm sure there's a, na- a better name for that. But, you know, the sense of smell is connected to the sense of taste. Yeah. If I you breathe know. through your mouth, you can't taste it. If you're talking like this the whole time, <laughs> I can't taste anything. It'd be gum about or whatever. I don't know, you man. Can, you ain't you never like smell the, something so bad where it's like, sensations. You, it's, it's like in your mouth. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, like a like a I don't know. You walk in the men's bed. Yeah, yes, no, yeah, no, like, no, for sure. I'm like, this is the, is this what shit tastes like? You get a little glimpse. You get a glimpse. I've never, you know, I've never ingested shit in my life. But when it's when when the bathroom's bussing, yeah, when it's bussing, bussing, she. When it's bussing crazy like that, yeah, you can almost you can almost taste it. Right. The shit. It's a little bit like nibbling on little pieces of shit in the bathroom. So I get that. But that's why I'm saying I think it's connected in some kind of way. But know, maybe it's again, just, no, maybe but it's just, but what I, my point is this COVID shit fucks up your brain in so in such a crazy way that we've acknowledged that like, yeah, you can't it just makes you where you can't smell. But maybe in your case, you can't smell, but you can taste. You know, like it, it really is it re it is rewired it rewires your brain in a sense. And people keep just dismissing that like it's not a big deal. Like, uh, you know, you get a little cough, you get a little lightheaded, and you can't smell. But, like, 
the idea that you can smell through your nose and it just is like nothing, nothing is coming through it. Nothing. That should be that should be like people should consider that a big deal. That's your brain. Yeah, that's a brain problem. You can bust one loose and I wouldn't even know. I have done that several times that? since you've been in here. <laughs> Bella is too. We're all we're just clapping cheeks, man. Know. It's going crazy. I did. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's busting ass. Man. Yeah, I've been letting them go and people that just been walking. You just, just do. Like, yeah, you just do to do through life. Yeah, somebody it's somebody else's somebody problem. It's them. not mine. <laughs> I you know. <laughs> I got a flight. I got a flight coming up this week. I kind of wish I had this, the nose thing. Damn, you leaving again? You're gonna go visit my grandmother in, in oh. Vegas. But anyway, friend, um, I'm doing well. Good. Uh, as I stated last episode, mm-hmm. um, I went to Miami visit some fr- uh, for a friend's bachelor weekend. Yeah, had a great time. You know, you <laughs> think mu- you would think mushrooms are not a Miami thing. Mm-hmm. They're more of like a woods thing. But ocean on mushrooms. Went to the beach. Went to the beach. La La Playa. You went to the beach. Went to the beach. Went to the club one night at the beach. They got no. Oh. <laughs> they they have those, but we didn't do that. <laughs> went to like a like a traditional like club, like a, okay. a you know a, a boots and cats club. Yeah, and did the whole th- bottles and all that goofy shit. You know, and I, and I had a fun time. And they had a bad bunny set. Mm. Oh man, I was on that couch dancing my life away <laughs> for a brief for for that moment. That was probably my f- most fun moment of the trip. Was me dancing. With myself to Bad Bunny. Was anybody yeah. else dancing? They did, but they didn't know how to group. They didn't. It, they, these people weren't. They're not Bad Bunny aficionados. They didn't know how to sway their hips to the Bad Bunny. Okay. So I was doing the thing. I was doing. You know. I was, you know. I, you know. I. I, it's, it's, I do stereotypical. I put. I put hand on stomach. Mm-hmm. I just throw this left hand in the air, yeah. just a, just out and just in the air, mm-hmm. and just kind of stiff, and I just kind of sway my shoulders and my hips and my feet, and I just kind of like a little bachata with myself, right? And I was doing it with such, you know, the swagger levels were so crazy that the bottle girls came in to the section with the sign. So I had like a little more. I was like, oh, this is why people do this. But then it immediately went away. They all, like the girls just come in, they have like big signs that have neon lights in them and they just like stand near you like, hey, look, we're acknowledging this person. Like Mm. that's what they do. That's like their job. And they get paid to do like, be in like booty shorts and and a tank top and be like, Good job. Or like, oh, they're popping all the bottles and the girls just come and be behind you and like mm-hmm. like for decoration. Popping bottles? I'm sorry? Where'd y'all popping bottles? No, I mean we no. bought like a bottle of fucking like Patron or something. I don't know, man. I don't and it's ridiculous. Like five hundred dollars for a bottle. Mm. It's insane that it's insane. Plus the, whole, the plus the Plus uh, the get in to the for the section. And the section, yeah. Yeah, so oh it's it's a racket. It's a racket. And I won't be ever doing it again. Was it a pop, popular uh, club? Or? Uh, it was Mr. Jones. I don't think so. It was next to a CVS. Okay. What? They don't rap about Mr. Jones. It's like the CVS, you walk next out, door? CVS is next door. <laughs> it, it's like lit up like a club. Uh, long story short, I had a good time. Me and my, you know, Les. Yeah. Um, me and Les, um, we hung out a lot. I hung out with uh, our buddy Jay and, and his the whole bachelor. We did the bachelor party dinner one of the nights and everything like that. And I had fun. But just Miami just isn't my scene. Hmm. I'm more of a like a chill beach, boardwalk, arcade, a nice house, and then board games at the house type of guy. Okay. Not really a club guy. Yeah. So, but that was my trip and I had a good time. Yeah. And also, sidebar, but also segue at the same time, double whammy. Last week we talked about Roger Trotman and Zap and the, the legacy of, of all that and Funk and yeah. George Clinton and Bootsy Collins. And then over the weekend, 
Bootsy Collins is hosting the new Silk Sonic album, which is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac coming together to form a group. Mm-hmm. And he's hosting the album. Mm. So he's on there dropping little uh, word bombs and talking slick. Hey, what's up, baby? It's me, Bootsy Collins. Yeah. So I implore people, great album to do um, uh, to party to, to do p- parties, to have mm-hmm. parties. You don't have to do anything to it. Great vibes, very funkadelic. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun time. So I highly recommend... The Silk Sonic album. Yeah. But recommendations come later. Oh, yeah, folks. That's right. It's time for some shout outs. Uh, last week, we did not do any because we were just kind of back to back episodes. So the, the next episode, there might not be any shout outs on there because we might not have any or might not have enough to do it. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and kick things off with uh, we're going to start with we're going to start at Anita just to feel safe because that's the one that's one. The one before that I know we shouted out. So anyway, we're gonna start off with Anita. Shout out to Anita, and I remember doing a thing about it. I needed yeah. you to do a thing. So we're gonna we're gonna just keep it going. Uh, uh, next we got Latessa. Did Latessa, and up next after Latessa we got Jackie S. Shout out to Jackie S. And then lastly we got Courtney with nothing else. She's like Zendaya, friend. There's no there's not even remnants of any kind of last we, name. So what was the new one? So technically we just had two. Okay. <laughs> so so could have saved us a lot of time there. Yeah. Just two. Shout out to Jackie. Shout it's out to C. And shout out to, I mean, shout out to Jackie, shout out to Courtney, and shout out to everybody else in between. Yeah. But you guys already got your shout outs. Don't be greedy. Don't do that. Some got double, so. Double. It's almost a nice gift, man. Thanksgiving, people are gonna be double plates and stuff. So it's doubles all around for everybody. Yeah. You go get stuffing with turkey, then you go get stuffing with ham, multiple mm. plates, you know, or different variations. Stuff? Or just stuffing, whatever yeah. you prefer. I'm not here to judge. Um, Fran, I also just want to I want to say this because I don't want to go into it because it's it's just it's, it's a complicated issue and I have thoughts, but I don't feel like going into it. So I just want to I just want to say that I acknowledge the Astro World Fest chaos and 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 prayers to those family members. People keep uh, are going back to the hospital. Yeah. The numbers keep going up and stuff. Absolute tragedy. I do think that it's a little more complicated than like it's being over. It's being oversimplified as like this is Drake's fault and this is Kim, this is Travis Scott. I think it's more complicated than that, but I don't feel like going into it because yeah. it's, it's a whole thing. What I will say is prayers to those families, and I think that we just as a whole need to reevaluate these massive festivals, and there needs insane. to be more care and and consideration taken into them. Because I remember just a few years back. There was a, like 25 people died over the weekend at an EDM festival, but that was drug related. But it all kind of coincides. It's just you pack all these people into these big events and you, you, you don't put enough security and people are packed, jammed up to each other and you don't have enough uh, water stations. And it's a, it's a whole slew of things. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amalgamation of a, t- a lot of problems where people are trying to, if you put 30,000 people in one space and charge them all $200, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. So- if 15,000 people would be more safe, but you can technically get 30, you're going to do the 30. And I think that's what needs to be reevaluated. Like the limitations of these festivals need to be readjusted. Yeah. Instead of packing we'll them to multiple the days. Well, they do that too. And they still be packed. Like I used to go to Firefly in Delaware. Mm-hmm. It was multiple days, but like I had a ticket for multiple days. So I was there the next day. It's the same amount of people are going to be there every day. Now, what Coachella does is they do two weeks, but it's still packed out. It's two weeks long? No, it's like oh. the, it'll be the same lineup. Okay. It'll be two Coachellas, basically. Gotcha. Week one and week two, but it's the same. If you did week one and you go and do week two, it's the same. It's all the same stuff. The same bands, the same lineups, all the same stuff, but they just do two weeks so they can cram more people. Mm. But both of the weeks are crammed. 
Yeah. So my point is like, there's just there's a whole slew of things that need to be readjusted when it comes to that. And this was an absolute tragedy, and it's sad and unfortunate that this is going to be the thing that makes you know concert venues con- reconsider who they book and yeah, die, man. puts put stipulations down about hey man, listen, we're not doing mosh pits here. Yeah. I think this might be at least it, it might be the end of moshing like uh, without the venue being shut down. I think fr- from this point on, if you are opening up mosh pits at your show, the venue manager is going to come out and go, this is shut down and they'll deal with those repercussions from there. Yeah. I mean, we still in COVID though. That's crazy. That's Oh, crazy. it's crazy that there was, yeah, it's crazy. That there's 20,000 people anywhere, but I, I, I've moved beyond that. We're not getting out of this man. We're just going to be living with COVID. That's not even a, that's not a thing. We're like I'm, that's a thing I, I'm not even going to get into. But the last thing I'll say, cause I don't want to get into it. The last thing I'll say is, I also wanted people to consider as well what could have possibly happened if he just ended the show. Because people keep saying that, but like... If he just ended the show? If he just would have shut the... If they would have been like, no goodbye, no last song, and the the light, the lights went off and all that, they would have tore that fucking place apart. Yeah. You know, it would have been incredibly chaotic. So it was like, it was a chaos from the beginning, but then when you're in the storm, there is no... I don't think there's a right thing to do. The right thing to do was fix the problem from the beginning. And who that's on, I don't know. Yeah. It's on a lot of people. It's on everybody. But if they would have ended that show, they would have tore that whole thing. They would have turned, turned that place out. And I think more people would have got hurt. Because I've been in those situations where the headliner is late. Mm. And you can feel the like 10 minutes. And it's like, all right, man, where are they? Yeah. And then 20 minutes is like, what the fuck? And then but that all that energy builds up. And then it releases when the music comes because they came. Yeah. And even the most scary of that is like you're having the uh, the best time of your life. And then per, and your perception is the police ended the show. That's what that's what would have happened at Astro. Like it would have been like the perception would have been we were raging and having too much fun. It was going it was we were having too much fun <laughs> that they ended it yeah. and fuck this. And they would have been flipping shit upside down. I mean, no, you know, we can. Those, those I don't I don't want to get into it. <laughs> That's what I was about to go Let's in. Just finish it. True. My 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 final point on it is there was a lot there were a lot of kids sprinkled in the audience who were like really genuinely concerned about what was happening. Yeah. And really wanted to get people help. Yeah. But overwhelmingly it was a sea of kids who didn't give a fuck. They were jumping on the ambulance. It was chaos. Now, yeah. we can blame Travis Scott for like that being his persona and getting come here and fuck go hard and all that and you know, but what you know those kids showed you can't up ready. Control them, no. That's what I'm saying. Those kids, those those kids do that at a little Uzi show. That's what these kids do. They those kids go do that everywhere. So, my whole thing is like, once it's now, we packed all these angsty, crazy kids after COVID. We packed them all. We, my whole thing is like, this shouldn't have been done in the first place. That's where the problem went wrong. Is like, yeah, from that's a, too many. But now you've done it. Now you've done it. Now you're here. Fifty. I thought I heard it was like fifty thousand people. Fifty. That's five insane. zero. I heard it was 50,000 plus people, and that's probably just tickets, let alone the people that stormed the gates and just barricaded through and that got in. Wild. That's inc- It was insane. Okay. So really, it should have been addressed then. We should, they, like, people should have came together and been like, listen, um, we need to fix this, whatever. And whether that happened or not, and they still decided to go on with the show, you're in the show now. Shit's going sideways. I think the worst decision would have been to like just cut the lights and yeah. he, he leave. The thing about concerts like that, if I were to go to one, I feel like my personality, I would have been like, I'm good back here. Oh, for I can sure. See, I, I can see. Get in the mix I of that? I can see what I need to see from right here. No, I'm good, man. I'm so <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to storm. No. How, like, how close do you need to be? 
some of these. What are you kids, gonna be next to him? Like some of these. I mean, but you also got to take into consideration this generation. Every kid wants to get the best video on their phone of Travis Scott. But on you had top kids, a kid, a child that like because people just say it's just, yeah. It was. I mean, I'm good. I'm. I can't even imagine being stuck in the middle of that and being like, it's "How terrifying. the fuck am I supposed to get out?" It's terrifying. And people are pushing me, and I can't. Oh because I've been to festivals like this and I do what you just described. I hang on the back skirt. <laughs> I hang on the outskirts yes. where the crowd is starting to pull in. Yeah. But I'm at the end of the I'm at the beginning of where they're pulling in. Yeah. I would never go to the front, be in the middle. And then you, you can't pee. So kids dig trenches when it's dirt, Ugh. when it's dirt patches. Anyway, kids will dig trenches and then like pee in holes and poop in holes and all types of stuff because they want to be at the very front of the barricades for when their favorite artist comes Savages. and performs. But then when you're at, when it's 50,000 people and you've gotten there so early that you're like dead in the middle of a sea of people, shoulder to shoulder, you can't move. I can't, that's, that's thing, it's giving me anxiety just talking about right. it because it's like you're buried. Yeah. You're buried in, a, you're buried in a people. You're buried in people. People moving. Oh man, and then people start moshing and swinging fists and stuff for the best they can because you're shoulder to shoulder. The whole thing was just chaos, man. I'm good back here. Hey, I'm gonna see right here. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very tragic situation, and 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 I'm and I'm not I'm not like the biggest. Scary, I'm not the biggest Travis Scott fan. I'm not here to defend Travis Scott, but I, I love just, Travis Scott, but I'm not going. I'm I wouldn't do that. No, I'm and I'm, and again, I'm not here to defend him. I just I'm here to say that it's a more complicated issue than like yeah. he's an asshole guy who fucking he did this. It's like. That guy's a face. He comes, does his thing. You know what I mean? He's not like, do we have 200 security guards? Like, that's not, he's not, he's not checking on that. So it's like, there's a lot of people who aren't the faces who are responsible for how that shit went down. And everybody should be held responsible. And I hope all the families are made whole. But it's just, it's a bigger conversation than just like. Blame it on Travis Scott. I think it's yes. Yes, I think I think it's it's bigger than that. It's deeper than that, and it's deeper than that. Outside of Astro World Festival, this is just one where this happened to happen. These festivals, Rolling Loud, these things happen. These are happening all over the country, and now, unfortunately, this event is going to make them reevaluate and change how they do these things. Yeah. So yeah, those are my thoughts. But anyway, Fran, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I think it's my turn to talk about some fucked up shit. Yep. So stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, and we are back. Fran, my affirmative murder story this week is one that has, um, there's been an anniversary for it over the last um, five years because it's still unsolved, but it's another year has passed, so I wanted to bring attention to it again so we can try to use our platform to help solve things, right? So another year has passed, like I said, and I decided to spotlight a really sad but unfortunately still open case out in California. On April 8th of 2016, 32-year-old Nicole Fitz was found murdered and left in a shallow grave. 
curled in the fetal position and covered in plywood in San Francisco's McLaren Park. Nicole, also known as Nikki, was mother to an adorable two-year-old baby girlfriend. Her name was Ariana, right? And she was seemingly gone without a trace as well. Now, the significance of that is nobody, like, they don't believe she was with her mother when her mother was killed. Mm -hmm. So either there was a child abduction and a murder in the same kind of time frame, Mm. or they're connected. Either it's two separate crimes, which is very coincidental, or the perpetrator is one and the same in both situations. But the case is still unsolved, so we don't know. Nikki was the single mother of two daughters, and she was reported missing on April 5th. Uh, She spent a period of time living in a homeless shelter, and had sent her older daughter, because she had two kids, she sent, she sent her older daughter to live with the child's father in Southern California. While in the shelter, Nikki met a street pastor, she was declared, named Lemasani Briggs. So Miss Briggs invited her and Ariana to live. Oh, in- wait. Well, when you, when you see those people, I mean, what are your first, like, thoughts? Like, say, if you're just walking in this downtown in the city, you just see somebody's preaching about the Lord. Like, what are your, what are, uh, what are your first thoughts? Okay, well, okay, well, it depends. Because okay. there's two types of people. And I'm going to try to be as, I'm be as diplomatic about this as possible. Okay. Because there are people who are out there and they have a church or like a rec center or something that they do this out of. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, the, um, like the black Israelites mm-hmm. who wear the, the costumes and all that stuff, right? They go somewhere. But then there's other people who are clearly mentally ill and homeless and just spouting nonsense. Yeah. So it depends. Okay. Now, if you're like a professional person and you're screaming about how you hate gay people, I can ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're That's a person crazy. who's mentally ill, I'm going to keep my eye on you just because I don't know. I, you sound like you're preaching holy things, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't want you to get too close and aggressive. Gotcha. So it depends. I was once at a dinner. I was at a lunch with somebody and somebody, I don't know if they were from the West Westboro Baptist Church, that they like are evil. They go to they go to military funerals and and like boo and heckle them, but anyway, a guy like that was at the lunch on the corner, so it's like outside seating, and we're talking like, yeah, oh my God, I love the. Did you know Sex in the City's coming back? And it's like God hates gays. And you, you just have to try to like That's ignore. Crazy. You just have to try to live your life. It's the craziest thing. I mean, you because what are you going to do? Go over and engage with this person and yell back? No, he doesn't. Like, and then you, I mean, you're wasting your energy. Yeah. So you have to continue to be like, yeah, so, man, Donald Glover, man, I think he's going to nah, really I'm, take a next level. I'm out of here. We gotta You're going to pay the tab go. and just leave? You got to go. I, I respect the stance. You just can't be around that energy? No. But you already sat down. Now nah, I sound like, no. <laughs> the food's coming. Right. You're like, I, that, I, 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 I Okay. You I need the environment I need to be around. No, I get just, that. I get that. But my whole thing is like. not just I'm talking about not just what he was talking about. Just anything like that. Just chaos. Just crazy. crazy. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. got nah. Yeah. I'm not with. That's crazy. This place is not. This place is day class A. That's you. You're like this. I didn't know people yell here. Let's yeah. go. I didn't let him know. Like, can you put that in a box? Do something about this? Yeah. Or this <laughs> oh, you didn't talk to the wait police. <laughs> this is crazy. I didn't think to do that. I just was like, wow. Anyway, these drinks are good. You just keep. I, I just know. kept being like, you got like a bullhorn. Just yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. What the hell, sir? He's like, sir, no. sir, sir. Are you aware that gay people are going to hell? You're like, man, come on, man. I don't want to. They aren't, you got, but like you're wasting your energy even doing that because that's yeah. a that's a crazy person. Yeah. So even being like, I'll have you know, actually they aren't. You're like, now I feel like an asshole. Why am I even talking to this person? So I just try to ignore them and go about my business. But 
that's that's how I treat street pastors. Mm. I gauge out which category I put them in, mm. and if they're oh, with their attire or what. Well, no, I mean, I think if you have a megaphone, I've never seen a homeless person with a megaphone. Before. Okay. So if you have a megaphone for one, um, if there's multiple people and you all are dressed, they very, just make one shit. Make like a megaphone, <laughs> then they should be. That's you shouldn't be homeless. You're a genius. Yeah. You make a megaphone. Oh, that's crazy. The little part where you speak out of it is like a, a, an apple it's core. More, yeah. You're like, like, it's like, you know, you watch cartoons and people makeshift thing. You're like, this yeah. is, is this made out of rubber bands? And it's like, but it works like some Flintstone shit. No, you should be, you should be changing the world. Yeah. It's Elon Musk shit. Like, is that a, a iPhone box? Just the box. You're like, yeah, I crafted. I took some wires yeah. from an old radio and, you know, he just made it, made it my own megaphone. I'd be like, That's man, phenomenal. I'll listen to you. Yeah. I'll listen. Let me, I t- I'm your disciple now. Nah. If I ever saw somebody with a made a, ho- a homemade megaphone, that person knows what's up. That person knows th- when the Lord's coming back. <laughs> oh, you. I've fa- decided. I've decided. That's what I've decided, France. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> so she invited Ariana and Nikki to live with her at her place. So um, she, uh, she got them out of the situation that they were in, and they started to live together. And that immediately went sideways. It didn't go well. Uh, Miss Briggs was immediately abusive to Nikki, according to um, Nikki's friends. Uh, she never gave her a key to her place, even though she was letting her stay there. She never, you know, she, you know, people, you might be staying somewhere, but you don't live here. Yeah. That's how she was treating her. Like, I let you stay here. So if, if you to get home before, after eight, the doors will be locked. It was that kind of situation. I don't like and, that. Yes. No, because like. I want that hanging over your head all the time. No, don't. Exactly. And that is why I don't accept favors from people, bro. Yeah. That that's sad. Like, and and it, the, the people might not even be like that. But I never want anybody to have anything. The option to like hang anything over my head. Yeah. That never power. I don't life. want nobody to have that. Power. No, never. We had a friend. We won't say his name because he's not a friend anymore. He's not my friend anyway. <laughs> uh, and he bought a, another friend of ours like a phone or some shoes and all this kind of stuff. And then he would bring it up. He came into oh. some money. And but then now every you go out and it's like. Oh, you got on those shoes I bought you? Girls around, you, you know, doing little stuff like that. I don't like people that do shit like that. It's corny. So I never, ex- I never accept anything from anybody because I don't want you to, I don't want you to just like call me out because you did a thing for me. It's like, yeah. I don't need these, yeah. but you can't take them off right there because you don't have another pair of shoes. God, I hate those people. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah. So uh, Miss Briggs was like that, but it, <laughs> it the shoes I bought. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, the girl, some girl being like, I like your shoes. Like, oh yeah, no, I got them though because it's my, I'm my brother's keeper. You're like, what type of shit is all right, man. You didn't have to. You didn't have to say that. Your old spot up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you like the phone that I got you? It's good, right? It's got good service. You're like, all right, man. That was. Just <laughs> trying to get this girl's number. I'm writing and then typing it in on the thing. You're like, yeah, it types good, huh? When I bought it, I made sure that it did that. You're like, okay. What the fuck, <laughs> dick. Uh, but uh, with, with in the Miss Briggs situation, it goes way deeper than that. She wasn't just like a stickler about the rules or whatever. She mm-hmm. would also read Nikki's private diary. She would send oh. her, she would send her text messages calling her name. So she just was very like antagonizing yeah. and aggressive towards her. So Nikki's sister and a friend helped Nikki and Ariana escape the situation, picking them up from Miss Briggs home in November of 2015 and taking her to their home in Santa Cruz, California. Uh, Nikki was last seen on April 1st when she was summoned to meet a person known to her allegedly. Um, According to her family, she exchanged text messages with relatives saying that she was going to Fresno, California with a friend named Sam. Her family was puzzled by this because they, to their knowledge, Nikki didn't know anybody named Sam, but this was text messages. Mm -hmm. So we know how that could have gone, but there's, it's all speculative. Like it could have not been Nikki, but we don't know. We don't know if that's the case, but the family's like, we don't know who the hell a Sam person is to our knowledge. She doesn't know a Sam, but she's all of a sudden saying, Hey guys, I'm going out of town 
with a per- with my friend Sam. So don't look for me. That's where I'll be. It's like building in an alibi to why yeah, she would be missing for a few trust days. Trust that name, Sam. Yeah, it's just the name Sam is just like. Is it your name Samuel or like? Well, famously, a uh, friend. I don't know if you remember. I am Legend. Uh, but they find out at the end that the dog's name Sam. Name is Samantha. Oh, that's oh, mm. that's a girl. Yeah. And I don't know why that made it much more emotional, but it did for me. Also because you ditched me when I went to go see I Am Legend because you were hanging out with your girlfriend. I don't remember that. You were like, yeah, man, I know you took a cab over here to, to hang out, but her friend didn't come. So uh, I'll see you later, bro. <laughs> so, so I went to the movies by myself <laughs> and saw I Am Legend. I don't remember that. I do. I remember, I remember it. Very well. I was sitting there like, this movie's great. I love movies. That gives you taxi money or something? Yeah. I held you down? Yeah. My oh, man. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't <laughs> gaslight me, bro. You didn't hold me down. You... I leave you out there hanging. You that's exactly what you did. But you you gave me I rope. You, you gave me rope. You left me hanging, but you gave me the rope. So thank you. Yeah, so you get home safe. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're the best. Uh so so anyway, uh, so they got Nikki out of the situation and away from Miss Briggs and all the chaos of that. Yeah. And uh her family last Nobody need to be living living especially if somebody invites you to come stay with them in a the house and oh, then like and try then to you, strip you from your privacies. Yeah, like and make you and like letting you stay there but making you know every day like I could kick you out if I wanted to and you're not yeah, you don't I'll, really live here. This is temporary. Yeah. When are you gonna find somewhere it's just the most toxic I I, I really pray for people who are in that dire of situations yeah. where it's like you're in that dire straits where you're you have to accept people's treatment because yeah. of they they have something that they can give to you that you need it's and the it, worst situation yeah to be in. also it's like it's just more stress on you dealing with the, whatever situation that you're in yeah. why you have to stay with them and then they put that on top it's like you know this i just this that's just too much and people much. people I've, I've read statistics on this we talked about those good vibes a couple times about when that lady built that um community for people who were unhoused yeah, that, yeah. when people have stable living conditions they thrive. They yeah. when you have a place to come and lay your head, you don't have to worry about. It's one less thing you need to worry about. Exactly. So you can go and now you can go up the ladder. Yep. Go get a job. Yep. Reconnect with your family because you know at the end of the day I can go lay my head at the same place. The, I have a refrigerator with a, a Gatorade in it. Just so just it's those yours. comfort. Stuff, it's it's, it's mine. Yeah. So not having that and then being in a, a very destitute destitute situation and having a child to take care, take take care of. Yeah. I understand Nikki's. Being, Nikki being in a tough situation and then having to deal with this person being really nasty to them. So it's a really tough situation to be in. But thankfully, her sister and a friend came and got her out of that situation. Right. And um, like I said, her family last saw her on April 1st when she sent a cryptic message about going to Fresno with her friend Sam. And her family was really puzzled because they don't think she knows anybody named Sam. So <clears throat> in the early morning hours of April 2nd, so basically not even the next day, but just like at three o'clock in the morning, after April 1st. So after she says, I'm going to Fresno with this person late, like 12 hours after that in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. April 2nd, but it's barely April 2nd. It's still the nighttime. April 2nd, uh, she put up a, a post on Facebook. Nikki put up a post on her Facebook or a post was put on Nikki's Facebook. Again, I don't have, it's all speculative. I'm just, I'm opening it up to the broad possibilities because this case is still unsolved. So on April 2nd, in the early mornings of April 2nd, a post was put onto Nikki's Facebook page reading, spending time with my three-year-old Need this break. Her family doesn't think she actually wrote it because Ariana was two at the time and not three. And and Nikki writes with really good grammar when she's spelling and writing out things. So it was spelled poorly. The age was wrong. It just was, again, 
I'm going to Fresno with this Sam person you never met. Oh, man, I need a break. As I said, there's been no suspects in, or, or people of interest in this case to this day. This happened in 2016. It's 2021. There's still no suspects. The cases are still open. It's insane. Anyway, Ariana was last seen in mid-February of 2016. So Nikki went missing in April. Ariana was last seen but wasn't declared missing. But, like, her family, the same thing as, like, um, um, I think Casey Anthony's daughter's name is Kaylee Anthony. I could be getting that wrong. But her family was asking her where she was. So it was that kind of situation where maybe they weren't asking Nikki where where Ariana was, but people were like, man, Ariana hasn't been around. Yeah. That started in February. So uh, the last time Ariana was seen around was mid-February, like I said. Nikki would sometimes have babysitters in Oakland, California, care for uh, Ariana overnight while she took the late shift or early shifts at a Best Buy store that she worked at in San Francisco, using public transport for lengthy commutes, like multiple-hour commutes to, to get to and from jobs. According to Nikki's roommate, she planned to try to retrieve her daughter on the day she disappeared. Nikki was reportedly very upset because she hadn't been able to see Ariana and her roommate urged her to seek the help of the police to get her back. So she was standing with a babysitter. Ariana was. Okay. She was staying with yeah. multiple babies. She was kind of, you know, Nikki would get together money to pay whoever would take her yeah. while she was going to work. Yeah. And this is all kind of, a, it's sad. It's such a story of just destitution and lack of resources and lack of community and, and just, you know, just people being downtrodden and having a hard time and just needing a hand. So like I said, so at this point, allegedly, according to her roommate and some other people, um, Nikki wasn't able to get Ariana away from the babysitters. Like they wouldn't give her to her to go wherever she was staying. Allegedly, the, the babysitter, I don't have the answer to that. And I'm going to get into what I'm going to get into the very cloudy and odd situation that this is. So, allegedly, the babysitters didn't want to give Ariana back to Nikki. So, like I said, this whole situation is very strange and complicated and I don't have a clear picture of exactly what was happening with Nikki, but it seems it maybe it's possible that the babysitters you know, maybe thought they could provide a more stable situation than Nikki could because she was kind of, she had left Miss, the Miss Briggs situation and she's staying with her sister or her friend. She was very unstable. And I'm just, and I don't, again, I don't have the full details of this, but apparently Nikki or Ariana was at somebody's house who Nikki gave her to. Mm-hmm. And then those people were not willing to give Nikki, give, give Nikki Ariana back. And so another person said, you need to get the police involved, but the police never were involved. So again, I don't know if it's just was some evil child trafficking type of thing, or if it was just like Nikki, where would you be taking Ariana if you took her from this house? And she's like, I got a place, and they're like, Ah, uh, no. Now that's wrong too, because it's not your child. Right. But I'm just trying to. I don't have the answer to it, and that's why I'm just trying to put out all the possible scenarios it could have been. Mm-hmm. Because again, I have the names of those people. I'm not going to say their names because this is. Five years ago, they are not. It's still an open investigation. They weren't arrested. They aren't persons of interest. And so, you know, I don't know. And maybe that's bad police work, but also possibly they were vetted and checked out and they just cared about Ariana and didn't want to put her in a situation that was unstable. Yeah, that seems like that's possible because the case is still open and those people are known people and they weren't arrested. So I don't know. It's complicated. And I don't have the answer to why Nikki couldn't get her kid back from these babysitters. Also, side note, 
to add some speculation to you to what I just said. Maybe relevant to the case, maybe not. I mean, it's sad that I have to say that because it's been over five years. But anyway, I would hope that would be more certain. But apparently, not apparently, this is actually true. One of the babysitters who was in question for not giving Ariana back to Nikki had previously served six years in prison for killing the father of her child. I would assume it was in self-defense if she got six years. They were never named as suspects in the Coles homicide or Ariana's disappearance. Okay. So, but that's just me letting you know, like the person of interest in the whole that you're talking, that you're asking me questions about mm-hmm. in the babysitter thing has killed a person, but most likely in self-defense if she got six years. So a person is not their actions, but it's just something to mention when you're talking about somebody being murdered because yeah. Nikki was murdered and somebody disappearing. Ariana was taken. So people's rap sheets are going to come up. So one of those babysitters involved in all this cloudy chaos that I just mentioned murdered a person, most likely in self-defense. I didn't go in deep, deep research about her, you know, her case and her ruling. But six years is very short term for killing somebody. So my guess is self-defense. So police initially had some leads, but none of them led to Ariana. And even though more than five years have gone by, the FBI says that the case is very much active with follow-up witness interviews, as well as forensic achievements since 2016 that has given the detectives great hope in eventually being able to solve the case and bringing closure to the Fitz family, specifically Tess Fitz, who is Nikki's sister and auntie to to Ariana. So Tess Fitz described her niece as very energetic, bubbly, and and curious. She's quoted as saying, we'd be out in public and she'd be just waving at strangers and with, with that big smile and people would just respond to that. And this kid's adorable. Uh, Ariana, adorable. She was two at the time, but now she's like probably seven or eight. But the last known pictures of her, adorable kid. I could see her being that kid, uh, you know, somebody walking down the street and you have that kid and people go, oh my God, that's a star. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she was one of those kind of kids. So Tess believes that it is impossible For the murder of Nikki and the disappearance of Ariana not to be linked, even though it isn't believed that Ariana was with Nikki when she was murdered, nothing else makes sense according to her. I don't know. I I believe the same thing. It's it's this is a really it's an odd one. It's a complicated one and it's an odd one because, like I said, it's not like Nikki had an apartment and Ariana. You know, like they they were all living. She was living with her there, and then they came to her apartment and found. Nikki dead and the baby was gone from a crib. Mm. Nikki was found in a park. And Ariana disappeared from wherever she was being taken care of. Did they question the other lady? The one that she was staying with? Oh, Miss Briggs? Yeah. I didn't see anything about that, honestly. Mm. That's that's a good that's an interesting question. But again, you know the sad fucked up part is you ask me a question like that. One, I don't the information isn't readily available. Two, the case is still open. So it's like I would hope that they did that, but I don't know. Because the case didn't get didn't get a lot of attention, mm. so I would hope that they questioned the street pastor, but I can't say yeah for sure they scratched off the list. I know she was mean and vindictive and all that stuff and all yeah, but they checked her off. She's she's definitely not a suspect. I do, I would I hope so, but I don't know. I can't say for sure. I don't have that in my notes. Like yeah, definitely checked her off and interviewed her, brought her in for interrogation, and she checked out. Yeah, don't have that. So mm. and that's fucked up. Because that's a great question. I mean, they have animosity. She probably left and feels like Nikki maybe owed her some rent money or something for letting her stay. You know, that kind of is there's a there's a motive possibly. Yeah. For taking the kid, though, I don't know. But maybe to hurt Nikki in an, in an argument and an altercation or something like that. 
And how was how was how old was she again? The Nikki or the baby? The baby. The baby was two. Two. So Tess, Nikki's sister, has been relentlessly searching for her sister and her, or, or has been relentlessly searching for her niece for more than five years. There's still no trace of the once toddler who would now be seven or eight years of age. And the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children said that out of nearly 30,000 children reported missing in 2020, more than 62% of them were black, Latino, multiracial, Native American, Asian American, or Pacific Islander. So 62% of these people were like, were brown kids. Brown people don't, you know, pop on television and, and, and all this, all of that stuff. So 62%. Tess acknowledges that San Francisco that the San Francisco police have been working on her case, but Ariana's still not home, so she can't live with that. She decided to take matters into her own hands over the years by creating a website, a Facebook group, and talking about Ariana with whoever who will listen. Uh, she said that I want everyone to know Ariana's name. I want everyone to know what Ariana looks like. I want everyone to know that Ariana is someplace that she does not belong. Earlier this year, police, rele- police released a sketch showing what Ariana may look like at seven years old. And you know what I want to do at some point? Probably do it after this. Is I want to look up sketches and see if those are correlated to any cases where the kid has been found and how accurate the picture is. Because, like, you see those, but I've never seen the, the person be found and then look at the pictures face-to-face to be like, they were found at three years later and... They were right. Or they just completely wrong. Or they were completely wrong. I'm more so looking for that. Because that would really, that should be stated then. You know, because if you do these, because five years is a long time, especially from two to eight. A kid changes a lot in that time. Yeah. So if if those are, are inaccurate, then people should know that. But my whole question is like, how? But how would you know though? Exactly, because how often does somebody who's been missing for five years turn back up? It's very, I mean, that never happens, unfortunately. Let alone, like, they were taken when they were 14, now they'd be 30. You'll never, I mean, like, has that ever happened before? That's what I'm going to look up. Yeah. It says, what's the longest somebody's been declared missing for and then came back? And if that person has a rendered photo of what they would look like 10 years into them being missing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a... I'm sure it's close. It's, it's, yeah, but it's just used for just like a you know a rough. This possibly what they may look like. Yeah, fifteen years later, but that's just that's a long ass time. I know all kinds of stuff. People gain weight. Time, people lose yeah. weight. I mean, I come back. You like just don't look nothing. That's like what that. I'm saying. But again, you and then you never you know. Look at the wrong. You looking for the wrong person. Exactly. That's my whole thing. But again, at the same time, it's like, is there has this ever happened before? I'm gonna. Look, I'm gonna had, look. It had to be at least once. I would assume. I maybe. Once. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna definitely look it up. You know, and if anybody, if I do a bad job of looking it up, and if anybody finds anything, please post it in the Facebook group. Hit us up on Twitter or whatever, because I don't know. Has anybody ever been missing for six years and then come? They are found. Yeah. That I mean, that's a long time. That's a long time. So the San Francisco Police Department has authorized a one hundred thousand dollar reward for information leading to the identification arrest and connection of person or persons responsible for the murder of Nicole and the disappearance of Ariana. That's right, friend. Like I said, in case you have made anybody missed it, cause I've been talking fast or we did some, some kind of tangent type of stuff. Nicole Fitz was murdered in yeah. 2016 and her murder is still unsolved. And Ariana's Fitz she hasn't been found. She, Ariana Fitz hasn't been found and a woman was murdered and that's unsolved as well. So, 
Now, um, a lot of people, including Tess Fitz, who is Nikki's sister and Ariana's aunt, are of the belief that solving one of these cases will likely solve both of these cases because they believe whoever took whoever killed Nikki likely also abducted Ariana. Yeah. So it's it, it's divide and conquer, man. Try to solve one, you know. And I'm, and I'm not saying that they aren't. I'm just saying. It would be incredible if you solve the murder of Nikki Fitz and that leads to and that person is the person who abducted Ariana, you know, because if not, this is just a, a terrible, unfortunate coincidence. This daughter just happened to go missing and the mother was murdered and they're unrelated. That, that, it's all happened at the same time, though, right? Within the same like two months, okay. not like the same day or same week, but people Ariana was kind of missing or at people's house and couldn't really been, be pinpointed where she was. And then Nikki died. And then when Nikki died, people are kind of like, you know, Tess comes forward after her sister dies and is like, let me get my niece and figure out what's going on. And then she starts asking around and nobody knows where Ariana is. Yeah. But nobody really knew where she was for months. They couldn't really pinpoint. She's over at this person's house. She's some, I saw her at this person's house cause she was kind of jumping around. With whoever could babysit while Nikki was going to work. So was there? Are you finished? Um, yeah. Well, I uh, uh, so uh, any anyone with any information on Ariana's whereabouts or the homicide of Nicole is encouraged to call the San Francisco Police Department twenty four hour tip line at four one five five seven five four 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 or text the tip to TIP four one one and begin the text message with SFPD. And you can remain anonymous. So, mm. you, you know, so people, you know, if you see anything, say something, all that stuff. I'm done. Go ahead. So has that been, did you see, like, while researching the story, did you did you see anything about any other theories about what possibly could happen or? No, man, there's not a ton. I mean, um, again, Vanished, the podcast, did an episode on, on uh, this whole case. And I didn't do a deep dive into it, but there aren't a ton of, like, theories it's just an open case hmm. like it, it, it they're saying it's open it's being worked there's been some um allusions and some 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 press releases from the sfpd saying we can't say what we have in terms of evidence but we have some promising biological evidence that we need we need to test and if hmm. we can find a link to this basically they're saying like we don't want to say we have dna but we may have something in the realm of DNA, but we don't want to say anything yet until we test it and get some kind of hit, which again, it's they been five years. They don't have a body. They don't have any, they don't have bodies. Well, they have Nikki's DNA. So they have Ariana's DNA. Okay. Um, and, but they don't have like fingerprints. I mean, anything. sure. Like but, but again, if they can solve Nikki's murder, it's possible that they could solve Ariana's disappearance. So when they say, again, they're being very vague, but when they say we have, biological evidence that could be a, a hair cell or a fingernail found on Nikki's body that could lead to us solving Nikki's murder. And that might lead to us finding where Ariana is. So again, it, it, it I think that they're, they're not saying this openly, but I think that they might be trying to focus on solving the murder and Sorry. see, yes, it, because you have a body, there's, th there's this, the tangible thing. Ariana's gone yeah. without a trace, no evidence, no, no body, nothing. But Nikki was murdered and you you have whatever you have evidence wise from that, and then if you can solve this, possibly it leads you down a trail of uh, one of the somebody the babysitters took Ariana and then paid uh, somebody to kill Nikki or whatever, or it was unrelated and Nikki was 
living a very I rough lifestyle and she just happened to be murdered and then somebody heard that Nikki was murdered and they just took Ariana away. I don't know. I think um, it possibly could have had something to do with some type of child, um, some type of child abduction, you know, uh, abduction it's, and yeah, maybe... It's, it's, it's the go-to. That or she found out somehow and like started you know poking Nikki? around at the wrong stuff yeah mm, why why i can't get my child from these yeah. houses and stuff yeah and if she's raising alert on that mm-hmm. they may go okay we need to like get rid of her that's definitely that's definitely an interesting um theory because again let me I, go through all of them first there's two more oh go ahead the other one i think um this one has something to do with the the church the street past yeah okay maybe it was just like anger or something like maybe she was like talking not not saying she was talking bad about her but was like while she was staying there this and work got around and she got angry somehow and like you know revenge me yeah that's i i I could buy into that and but again me buying into that would be me i don't think that this lady would also kidnap the kid so it would be like a separate yeah it would be like she got into an altercation that got her murdered by somebody and then somebody stole her child yeah Oh, I got another one. The other one now was has something to do with like as far as money and whatever babysitter she was using, mm-hmm. going. I don't have you know I don't have the money or something like that. And so they you go, can't get your kid back. Can't get your kid back, mm. and that sparked some type of fight or something like that with mm. one of the babysitters or something like that. And then it was like, but you, the, that's a dark one though because the conclusion for that and that one would be that whoever killed Nikki, if it was one of the babysitters probably immediately killed Ariana. Yeah. Like they didn't take her off to some other country to raise her or something like that. Like they, so that's dark. Um, I don't know, man. I think it has, it just has something to, to me, I just feel like it has something to do with money. Whoever it was, it was, they definitely abducted the little girl or kill or kill both of them. If you know, that's not the case, but Mm -hmm. it just, I don't see those two being like unrelated at all. No, I don't either. I don't either. That'd be that's just that's crazy. And the fucked up part is, is like it probably is about money. Like when it boils yeah. down, when what it boils the hell, down what to the hell, what the hell, Sam? I don't, I don't, I don't think Sam's real. This I think bullshit. Sam could be a person who, but who is it though? Oh, that's my, that's, that's what I don't I'm, know. Who is Sam? It's been, it's been five years, bro, and they don't know. I don't know, man. This is a complicated one. Again, it's still open. Um, it doesn't. It hasn't gotten a ton of spotlight over the years. It's been five plus years. Uh, Ariana's still missing, and Nikki's murder is still unsolved. So, if you if you are in the California area, they, the detectives, the FBI believes that if Ariana is still alive, she is in the California area. But like anywhere in Cal- that's huge. I mean, that doesn't help. That doesn't narrow it down. But they think that if she is alive, she is still in the California area. I don't know what they're basing that off of, but that's what they say. That sucks, but it's just that's just so long for somebody just to five years, man. And again, I have these examples of things of like women stealing babies from NICUs and raising them to be their own kid and stuff, but every example of a missing kid is isn't that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm praying that this I'm praying that this family gets closure in whatever form that looks like. But like you said, I mean, five, six years is a long time to be expecting that they're eight now and like in school yeah you know and all that stuff you know it's it's but there are people who hope on hope you know and because it's better than either way you don't get closure so why not believe in the good thing 
You know, what do you think about that? Like, like, do you think uh, outside of anything, your family, if something bad was to happen where somebody that you knew went missing, would you, and you're never going to know for sure what happened. Do you think it would be easier for you to move on and just be like, they're probably passed away or not alive anymore. Or like would some kind of hope and keep you driven to help try to find them or something, you know, like, what, what do you if think? Where I do think you think it your would brain would be go? by doing this? Mm-hmm. It would be more of like, um, I would just have to like you got to move on, but also by this you mean doing the podcast? Doing the, I mean doing like being in true crime, yeah, and just seeing yeah. stuff all the time, and the reality and, of it, and, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. go, you would go, or right, you just kind of got like move on, and you know, because the think, likelihood, the likelihood, and I think you know, I think that's better for me because I'm like whatever they had to deal with, they they're not dealing with it anymore, anymore. Got it. So no, that's no, that's real. Yeah. Damn. No, that's real. Because the alternative is you'd have to create a real fantasy. Like they're still alive and the people who have and them are like nice and I they think that's eat like, I ice think that's cream like, and stuff, uh, you know. I think that's that goes towards like being like it being mental and that's you'd be in turn denial. to sickness. Yeah. Because realistically, a person that kidnaps somebody I don't know if it's the best conditions to be in, you know. And then we've when we've seen examples of that, you know, like yeah. um, in Cleveland, the girl, the girls that were locked locked in a basement and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, it's just is never an example of. Except that one example I have of that girl who again was stolen from a NICU and raised till she was like fourteen years old, where she was raised like that girl was her mother, but that was, that's that's the that's the rare, in these both situations. Of those, both of those are like I feel like a lot of people would go towards of they're being captive. And like in a bad situation. In a bad and it's just a matter of time where they're able to escape. And it's like that doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And and most likely the situation is not like that. Yeah. And that but those situations are insane. Oh. Somebody to just to keep you captive keep, like, two of you two people slave. in slave. Like, that's absolutely wow. sick, man. Yeah. But so what you said hit me when you when you say the per- you you'd be it would help you be to release when you go Whatever that person was dealing with, yeah. they wouldn't. They aren't dealing with it anymore. Right, and no, that's powerful. Yeah, because if you're holding out hope on hope, and it's been six They're years, it's been ten years. Yeah, yeah, like that's gotta. How do you sleep with that? Exactly. You know, unless you start doing like you said, it, the the mental gymnastics of. <laughs> I'm sure they're, you know, in school and because they're not, they're not yeah, fine. Yeah, you know, they're like yeah. So it's. Yeah, man. Yeah, prayers. It's rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Um, Prayers to, yeah, prayers to the family, man. Um, prayers to the Fitz. Rest in peace to Nikki. And you know, I'm hoping that the family gets closure on Ariane in in some kind of way. Again, it's been it's been over five years. No leads, no suspects. Wow, it's absolutely insane. She she's gone off the face of the earth, and a woman is dead, and there's no no suspect in her murder, anything. So. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, what we're going to do, though, is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, Fran's going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. Welcome back. Uh, it's my turn to go. Um, my story, my firm to murder this week is about the, um, the murder of a child star, Judith Bercy. Mm. I found this this um, this story by watching. It was this show. It was it was maybe like, maybe like ten o'clock At p.m. Night? Okay, and it was a show that was on. I was just flicking through, and it was um, 
Murder House Flip, I think is what it's called. Murder House Flip. Murder House Flip. Oh, is it like a TLC thing? Like, who died in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like they're like people they moving in and then they just like, they, they go in there and talk to the owners and it's like, you know, we didn't know anything about the house. And then like their neighbors tell them. And then it's like. After they already buy it? After they already bought the house. And then it was like, oh, that's, wh- that's why the door keeps uh, opening and slamming. Huh. Oh, it's a haunted thing. Yes. Oh. No, 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 no. But it is, a, it's, it is a, like a. Like a TLC type. I mean, like a HGTV. HGTV. Yeah, yeah, HGTV. HGTV um, show but it's also a ghost element no no but they was like people die in the house so it's just like the reason spirits. why spirits are you know why this but why i'm this? saying is that a point of emphasis on the show is what i'm asking you i think is so that like yeah. a thing where they're like that's, that's, oh that's why man, they re- that's why they the renovated energy, the energy that's why they renovated oh to make the energy go away yes oh so they go in there and so they're like got it so okay, it's like yeah, it. it's always a cold spot in 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 my room got in my it. closet so it's if like, you could put a kitchenette here I think that would get rid of that. Yeah, so it was like um, a little breakfast nook. Just a little bit of the how the show was like. They go in there, talk. To, they talk to the the host. Go in there, talk to the people, and then he was like, "Yeah, you know, our neighbors told us about what happened here." And it's like, uh, the so they approach people who already own the house. They already own the house. Got it. And it was like, yeah, the garage door is always open and closing for some reason. Oh, we don't know why. <laughs> This is crazy. We don't know why they're doing that. And it's like, there's always a cold spot in in this part of the room. The walls just are always, this green ooze is always coming down from the walls. I always feel like somebody's following me when I walk through the hallway or I hear somebody talking. It's like... What you need is some bay windows. Crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. This is crazy. I have to go. This is called Murder House Flip? It's called Murder House Flip. So instead of being like, can you help me sell the house so I can leave? They go... Can you just really change the feng shui in here yeah, and that'll it. make the spirits go away? They need a priest. Does a priest come in at the end and bless the house? I don't think so, but I didn't watch the full episode. But How I, did you not watch? This sounds like the best show I've ever heard of in my life. You didn't watch the full... Would you fall asleep? I fell asleep, yeah. I fell asleep. Come on. But I, 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 anything I saw, that can hold your attention. There's ghosts, a ghost house flip. I saw what I needed to see, though. You get it. I saw it. <laughs> Got the premise, cool. I can just paint the rest of my in my head, the ending of the show and everything. I get it. That's insane. You realize that that's an insane way to watch television, what? right? Like, oh, I get it. Okay, so then they're gonna flip the house at the end. Cool. I'm gonna go to sleep now. I don't need to r- don't, r- watch the rest of this later. I don't you think, didn't come back to it. No. <laughs> Had to work next so you don't day. even know how the house ended up looking. <laughs> to finish. I, I saw it. I saw what it looked like. I looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't finish the episode. I looked it up on YouTube. Um, but it's, it's a great show from what I saw it, sounds fascinating. it was a great show They, but for me I think before, I'm sorry I don't want to take too long to get my story but uh, I think this that is, yeah that situation the house has to has to be demolished yes period new house there's no knocking down putting new drywall yeah the house has to go no but they was like open know, floor let's, plan let's no. knock this wall down fix it here no. and it was like the the house was just how the family left it you know, when I get into my story, how, you know, when everything went down. Oh. But it was like the the lady, the lady that lives in one of the room has dream catches everywhere. She had dream, dream catches because she was getting nightmares sleeping in the room. So it was like they had tons. She had should, tons of dream catches. I think you should start your story because now you're starting to creep me out. I'm sorry. So you're telling me this is an HGTV show. Yes. But then they'll be like, oh, my God, um, I have apparitions of my grandmother. She walks around the hallways at night. So what I would love if you could do like a herringbone tile type of thing on the floor, and that would really j- is, is the music playing like. Dum, 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 dum. So I think we're gonna open this whole <laughs> thing up. We're gonna really let the light in, and then that'll really keep the dark spirits away from the ghosts. And, I don't and, think I don't think you can show a TV TV show like that with that premise. Is that not what you watched? No. <laughs> like you're saying, you're saying that they had a room full of dream catchers 
because the ghosts of the house were infiltrating her dreams. I thought I thought you were saying like background music, like it's all a beat and shit like that. That's what I'm saying. No. It's not because that's how all the other HGTV. So this yeah. had a spooky element to it. Yeah. Are yeah, the hosts yeah. spooky looking? They have like black hair, no, black it's like nails. A black guy and a white woman. I ain't gonna put the black guy on this creepy ass show. He can't just sell houses like that guy Ty Burgess or whatever that other guy is. Move the bit, move the bus. No. He has to do ghosts and shit. Yeah, yeah. They gotta go in, talk to them, shit like that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, back to okay. So back to uh, her, her name is what? Judith Bursi. Judith Bursage. Judith Judith Bursi. B a r c s i. Judith Bursi. So Bursi was born in Los Angeles, California, on June 6, nineteen seventy eight. The daughter of Joseph Bursi and Maria Bursi. Um. Both immigrants to to the U.S. who fled um, who fled the Hungarian People's Republic following the 1956 uprising. The two immigrated at different times, so they didn't come over here together, um, and met at a restaurant in California where Maria worked as a server and Joseph was a plumber. And both had been previously married. Oh, so they were both Hungarian immigrants, didn't know each other, came here and, and met as two strangers yeah. who just happened to also be from Hungary. Yep. Wow. So it's, good, crazy, it's a yeah? good icebreaker. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm Hungarian. They're like, I am also Hungarian. <laughs> Do you eat? Have you eaten people meat? Like, I have eaten people meat as well. That he talk? Would you like to go to a, a coffee conversation shop? will go? Yeah. That's mm. a great icebreaker. Uh, is it? He's like, I don't know if you know this my yeah. accent. I am Hungarian. Oh, yeah, he has a turbo. Oh, I am he as well. He has a turbo accent. Like, oh, his, Hungarian. His super, his, Eastern European has the his not, accent, least sexy the accent. The father's accent was super thick, yeah. and he kind of didn't like it, but his... They said specifically, like, his accent was, like, really thick. Yeah, Hungarian. All that Eastern European shit is very unsexy accent. And I'm from Maryland. Yeah. So, Judith Bercy was discovered in the manner repsodized by classic Hollywood journalist. Five-and-a-half-year-old Judith was noticed at a San Fernando Valley ice rink. And due to her petite size, was mistaken for a three-year-old. So, she was, like, seven. But yeah. She was, like, super small. That's so crazy that there's like people watching, looking at your kids for even if you're if if you're coming up and being like it's for a job, but I just was noticing your kid's figure. Yeah, that's weird. You know what I mean? Uh, that whole industry, man. Yeah. Uh, so five year five five and a half year old Judith was noticed at a Seven Under Valley in a rink. Um, so ultimately, the mistake didn't hurt her as she was cast in Donald Duck orange juice commercial and her career began. So. You guys haven't noticed yet. This little girl is a child star. Yeah. Um, so she would eventually grace more than 70 commercials, including Campbell's Soup, Toys R Us. Is it Jif Peanut Butter? Is it Jif? Jif Peanut Butter. As she was known to act in television, television movies, and um, theatrical films. Okay. So her mother, Maria, was a stage mother, but not along the lines of um, Judy Garland's mother, or the mother of silent film star uh, Mary Miles Minter. Maria tried to keep Judith's life as normal as possible. Now, when I read this, I thought that was pretty cool that even it, by her doing all this, being on TV and yeah. people know who her face is. She didn't she's, get Gary Coleman. Right. She's trying to make, but she was trying to make her or child normal. have normal as possible. If she, if she, she could, do. if she can go to school, then yeah. she's in school. But if she, if we have to fly out to do casting then let's work we got to take her out but a lot of times what happens is when you're the person involved in that mm-hmm. you 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 blur the line a kid and then you're treating them like you're their ma- manager and agent mm-hmm. and work them to death mm-hmm. yeah. and then in gary coleman's situation they fucked him his own parents yeah. like he thought he had money saved and they were like oh we've been spending that 
That's fucked up. So sorry. Didn't like hit him upside the head or something. Was that him or was that somebody? <laughs> so Judith, what? Continue the. <laughs> Rest in peace, Gary Coleman. Come on, man. Oh, shit. He died. Yes. He died. Are you sweet? We covered the story on the podcast. Pick your phone up and keep doing the thing. What is wrong with you, man? <laughs> we did, I did it. It was a story we did on here. Something's wrong I with you. I was mistaken for somebody else. <laughs> I literally thought, I thought that story. I, no, Gary Coleman hit his head and he died. Yes, you oh, were right. That's Initially what from the beginning. That's what you yes. Oh. His parents didn't do it. Oh, okay. Continue with your story, My man. Bad. Is he I, dead? I, I, <laughs> yeah, man. We talked about this. Conservatively for an hour, at least forty five minutes we talked about it. I Gary. thought I was mixing two stories. Did we do another story where somebody was like, you know, uh a black child star or something like that? And it seems pretty unlikely. I mean, Gary Coleman's the you're describing Gary Coleman, another black child star who was who's died. No, I don't. Very unlikely. I mean, back to my story, man. You can you you throw me off. This is a great story. So as she kept, uh, she kept her in school unless she absolutely had to be pulled out for filming. Mm-hmm. Bought her lunch daily and encouraged her normal encouraged her normal child pursuits like riding her bike, playing operation, and learning to knit. Whenever one of her commercials or television programs was due to air, her mother would pop popcorn and the two would sit in front of the TV to watch. That's cute. Unless her father was home, in which in which case they would huddle together to watch in Judy's room. Okay, that's cute too. By all accounts, Judy was happy, cheerful, a happy, cheerful child until around 1985. Her father, Joseph, was resentful of his only child, and the resentment only grew as Judy's success grew. Despite the fact that she was making six figures a year, so she's making $100,000 a year. In the 80s. In the 80s, and that's like 200000 now. Yeah. A year now. At least. Yeah. It's at least double. <laughs> yes. It's at least double. Yeah, she's making, she's making bank. So despite the fact that she was making six figures a year by 1987, and that salary had, al- had allowed... The Barcy family to move on to move into a nice family home in a cul-de-sac in Kanaga Park. He verbally and physically abused his daughter and his wife. This is the dad. Just drunk and just jealous because your kid is making goddamn money. alcoholic. Yes, just jealous. You made the kid. You made it. You you made that. That's your progeny. That's what you want. Is that, your ki- now the thing about this? Uh, now I read and sorry, I just got this from Medium.com, and the author of this is called. Her name is uh, Luria, jo- Luria Johnston. I read this article. I read Wikipedia. I read another article. I can't remember what the site it was, but it was like none of them, the art, none of the articles, at least to me, none mm. of the articles written as like he was jealous. I I I, I got that reading I, I the resentment. I mean, you resent, yeah. But it was just, I guess, I'm I guess, inferring. Obviously, I'm I'm sure he's not like I wish I was a child star. But I mean, I feel like it could be some like he, the kids, the breadwinner. He yeah. probably they all kind of like wait on her hand and foot to make sure she's okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm saying I would love that if my kid. Me too. I made, I made I, Yeah, that's my that's my I made that's my thing. Yes. I made that. Yes. And it's, I feel like he's like everything has to be on her time. And when she what she wants to eat dinosaur nuggets for dinner, so we all have to eat dinosaur nuggets for dinner. Fuck this. I'll be at the bar. Like that's what I'm kind of reading from it. Is like why yeah. do why is it all about her all the time? I'm the I'm the Man of the house, that's crazy. Well, she man. makes a quarter of a million dollars a year. Of your child, though, yeah, I know it's insane. It's insane. Son. It's insane. 
So when he wasn't abusing or threatening or threatening to abuse, he would hold a knife to Judy's throat oh. and tell Maria that if she even thought about not returning from a movie set, he would hunt them down and kill them both. Then when he was out, when they was out, you know, doing movie sets or whatever, he's yeah. home being an alcoholic. So that's so pathetic. So by the summer of 1988, the previously carefree and joyous Judy was showing signs of stress she was subjected to at home. Mm -hmm. She had gained weight. She had pulled out her eyebrows and all of her eyelashes. Oh. And even... Stress, and, stress pulling. Yeah, and had even de-whiskered one, one of her cats. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they used those for navigation. Cats? Yeah. Oh. That's how they know what they can spatially, like if they could fit through something. Really? If the whiskers touch like the walls. Like that's how they know I can get in, I can go into there. Didn't know that. Hmm. The more you know. How did you find it out? Steve? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, just hit you with like, oh shit. Yeah, so, damn, what? whoa. <laughs> Floating through space gift. Uh, no, uh, I don't remember how I know that. Hmm, okay. I don't know. Yeah, you just reach it and just stick. It's, yeah, yeah, but they, she plucked the whiskers out though. Yeah, the whiskers the cat. Yeah, man. Um, there is a term for that. I don't know what the term is. Plucking so, the whiskers. Start, it starts with like an H, like so, some crazy long like, term. I get it. Another thing for like you doing it to yourself, but doing it to that's animal cruelty. Like I could I could excuse her going like I'm stress pulling my own hair out. I go, yeah. oh, so sad. But then she's like hurting animal. That goes too far. I don't, that's that's dark. She's stressed, man. I get it. I get it. But yeah. come on. So it's mind blowing to think that, to think about this about this today that it was par for the course of Marie and Judy, but back um, in 1988, domestic violence was still a dirty family secret. Mm. So uh, while the CPS was called several times, Maria was reluctant to press charges, and the matter went no further. She didn't appear to reach out to anyone else for help, and if those friends of Judy's Mentioned the father they found scary. The parents would went no further with it. So, uh, so they was again like this happened multiple times actually in this story, not in the story, but in this situation where she was like, child protective service come in and was like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to take it any further because because yeah. out of out of fear, out of fear, yeah. this dude he's gonna pull a knife out when you leave. Yeah. Also, this guy's telling people at work that he's gonna kill his family. And is he? Yeah. Told like he's. One of the guys, uh, this is another article I read also, he told his co-worker, like, he told me he was going to kill his family for, like, five years. So we all, and we all just will laugh and that we just, off? And it's just, crazy. and it was, like, a threat where she just was, like, I'm going to divorce. It was, like, it was getting to the point where people was, like, you need to do something. But it was, like, I am. I am going to do something. Eventually. Eventually. And then. And then that eventually is just, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I don't, I always keep an eye on, I've never heard anybody, like, explicitly threatened to kill their spouse in front of me. But like men, gross men have this ten like especially old white dudes, their joke is like, yeah, we're going on vacation. Might push her off the boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just she's just a nag. You're like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm always like, oh, keep an eye on that. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's why are you joking about that? Yeah. I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. Wish somebody would steal mine, steal my wife. You're like, all right. It's cool. crazy. All right, right on, man. You can just leave. Just go. That's my. That's like always my thought. Just like, go. If you're miserable, just leave. Like you can just do that. Wish somebody pushed my wife off a cliff, or you know, you could just go. 
You could just leave. It's wow, that's some crazy shit to say. <laughs> it's like you're nuts. <laughs> it's only a matter of time for something pushes you over the edge. <laughs> I'm out of here. I you didn't even tell me that because I wasn't here when you said it. <laughs> Don't say shit like that around me. Um. So likely most uh, likely most felt it was one of it was none of their business and it was a private family matter that would go no further. Mm. Unfortunately, and most tragically, they were wrong. Mm. On July 25th, 1988, Judith Judith had an had an audition with Hannah Barrea for an upcoming TV cartoon series. The little girl wanted to be the voice actress, wanted to be a voice actress into adulthood. Mm. The dream would be smashed during the early morning hours that day. As 10-year-old Judy slept in her bedroom, Joseph crept into her room with a handgun and fatally shot her in the head. Oh. Yep. Maria, who never left Judy alone. Now, it's crazy to, to live in a house where it's like, I can't even leave my child in their room by themselves. In fear. In fear of the, that my husband or whatever may do something that's terrifying bro not to be funny but who depicted it's not it's not even funny what i'm about to say but it is it's a, it's a movie but jennifer lopez in enough she really depicted that very well hmm. it was have you seen enough who's in it j-lo no she, well she's in an abusive relationship and she runs mm-hmm. but the guy has a lot of money and, and resources so he keeps finding them and Every time she starts to get her footing and stuff, he pops back up. And then finally she had enough. enough yeah. That's you know, the title of the movie. Yeah. She had enough and decided to learn how to do like martial arts. And she murdered him with her fists. It's a pretty satisfying movie. So I'm just mm. saying, I understand when you say like, oh, she was scared too. I get it. Like, the movie was, just doesn't sound exciting. How does that? <laughs> so she does, she gets, she does, she found out how to do martial arts? Yeah, because eventually she had enough. Okay. And she was like, she "I'm gonna, I'm not running anymore. I'm she, fighting. I'm fighting you, mm-hmm. a grown man." <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna move on because I now I see why your stance your stance on <laughs> he is a big guy. But she had learned a lot of martial arts in like okay. two months. But she the learned- fact that she didn't have enough, which is the title of the movie, yes. She mustered up whatever she could, and she mustered up all the strength. She beat the hell out of this dude. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No weapon, no weapon pops up in this movie at all. You gotta watch the movie, man. It's it's slicker. It's not like if she just. It's not me, like she straight up head to head combat. It wasn't a. Do, it wasn't like she a had to match. do some slick stuff. She was doing slick stuff like Home Alone, like <laughs> tricks and shit. Man, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm trying to figure out this movie because I don't need to watch it if you want. If you tell me, what there's happens. no paint cans or anything. She doesn't do Home Alone stuff. She didn't like burn his hand when yeah. the doorknob was hot. Tricks, no, just none tricks of that. like slides from parkour. Some stuff like she that. Still some, mar- she some marbles on the on the floor. You know, it might have been some marbles. And he coming in slips. Marbles might have been a thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna just dismiss that because that could have been a thing that happened. But it's a really good depiction of like the trap feeling. Yeah. And then she had enough yeah. and didn't want to be trapped anymore because she knew she couldn't run forever. Well, I you know that's so that's fucking. She's like sleeping in a room. Right, and but all that's that, super you know? dope though. But I mean, like when it comes to. When a child is involved, I think you need to like get out. You got to get out. Yeah, you need to. I fit, get that. This is not about when you have kids. I never get my dad was like, "This ain't about you anymore." Right. So it's not. You need to that little girl. You have to protect her because she can't. She's seven, whatever. She can't protect herself 
from a, a grown ass man he's walking around with a gun you got yeah. whatever so y'all, you y'all have lock, between y'all two locking the door and sleeping in the room with her isn't that's a, not enough. enough but whatever y'all have going on in the yup y'all marriage between you guys you two needs to you need to figure out something so it the child doesn't get in the middle of that yeah and it gets it gets really messy yeah um, yeah, so um, so he sh- fatally shoots her in the head. So Maria, who never left Judy alone with her father because of his abusive nature, heard the shot and and ran to protect her daughter. She was met in the hallway by her husband, who shot her as she fell to her knees and tried to protect her, tried to protect her head and her face with mm. her hands. So Joseph then spent the next two days in the house with the bodies of his wife and child. Oh man. On the morning of July 27th, he poured gasoline on both bodies, set the house on fire. He then went into the garage. He shot him. He shoots himself in the head with with a 32 caliber um, handgun. Essentially, I wasn't expecting you to go that way. I thought he was going to burn the house down and then flee because he sounds like a coward. It could have been, like you said, you know, um, jealousy of his child. It could have been. Him just not being see jealous. I think resentment is definitely the better the better word. Okay, I think it could because resentment. I don't think he's. I don't think he's jealous. It's deeper. It's, I don't think he's jealous. Like I wish I was her. It's resentment of like I feel emasculated because I'm not the breadwinner. Um, but I don't think it's that though. You don't. Think I don't so? think it's that. I think it has something to do. I think it had more to do with. It's just, I, th- I think it was more than. Like you said, I think it is deeper than just. No, it's definitely deeper than a whole bunch. It's not it's one just, like one thing to pinpoint. Yeah. 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 Cause wow, um, so yeah, he goes into the garage and he shoots himself. So lights the house on fire. Um, I think the only the interior of the house was damaged. Interior of the house was damaged. Um, so he then he went to the garage, shoots himself. A neighbor was watering her plants outside and heard the gunshot, mm. notifying authorities who arrived to a horrible scene. Judy's funeral must have been uh, morbidly surreal for those who attended. Actor Lance Guest, I don't know who the hell that is. Um, who played in who played her father in in the film Jaws? Mm. Um, oh, was, she was in Jaws. She was in Jaws. What's the one V five, four, one V yeah five five. She played in Jaws Jaws five. Oh, I didn't see that. One. Uh, was one of her pallbearers. Uh, actress actresses and sisters Tracy Missy and Brandy Gold. Brandy had worked with Judy on the tele on the television. Um, miniseries fatal vision in which judy played the part of a young girl murdered by her father oh wow gave the eulogy reading a poem titled a child of mine judy was buried with her mother at forest lawn in the hollywood hills in a grave that will be unmarked until fans banded together to arrange for a marker in 2004 it is unknown what happened to um joseph's remains and the neighbor that called the police that heard the gunshot uh saw that you know when she heard that pop or that noise that bang noise she yeah. was like she re- she's running to the phone she was like he did it he did it i'm sure the 80s were a different time and all of that but if that's the general energy in the air then it's not it's not private you gotta do if you know if you hear that and you go he fucking did it it's not, i know not. exactly what that was yeah. then that means they know the situation damn that's a crazy that's fucking so fucking because cr- like i would never that would never be my first thought with a neighbor unless i knew that you knew that that, that's who they are you know so judah's story is painful and tragic with all the business context this is what i was talking about with all the business context she had was there no one her mother felt she could go to for help 
that's that's a tough fucking feeling. So how much emotion and physical abuse did the two suffer at the hands of Joseph before he killed them? And why? Yeah. He was a plumber by trade, but had started becoming more and more reclusive even before Judy's career Judy's career took off. Yeah. He refused to allow Maria to work. So why did he allow Judy to work? Why was he so angry and resentful toward this precious little girl that made so many people so happy? It's hard to not imagine what and who Judy may have become if her father had allowed her to live. She wouldn't be a little girl any longer. She would be over 40 now, older even than her mother was when Maria was killed. Would she be a, a voice actress? What she wanted to be when she grew up was just she wanted to do you know, voiceovers in movies. Mm-hmm. Would she be tiny and petite? Or would she have hit a growth spurt that would allow her to catch up to other kids? Or would she be a parent now herself? Um, so by her being so small, she said, you know, when she was like seven to eight, she, she was, was like three. She, she was still playing roles if she was like three or four. Yeah. And they gave her like hormones to like to try to speed up. To try to speed up her. I don't agree with growth. that. But okay. So while Judy's story. That might be a thing. I don't know. I, I thought, I'm thinking like they did that because they're like, we want you to play older now. But that might have been like a doctor well, I've, recommended. I've heard of, I've heard of, um, like sometimes kids, uh, their body grow too fast, so they'll do something to like, like reverse it or slow it to down. reverse because like, okay, your body thinks you're older than what you are. Yeah, and then like, you no know, girls that just get you know body parts started growing. It was like, got it. They got could do it. something to reverse that, slow it down. I thought you were saying, I what I, not you, I didn't think you were saying, but what I pictured was them being like, okay, she's been playing a three year old for the last couple of years. We want her to play older, so let's give her hormones so she looks older. So that's she can play different parts. Well, uh, uh, I don't. But you're. But I'm thinking guess, it's like she's I just so she small. Can. That might have just been a doctor recommended thing. Like she's so small. Oh, she's so she small. needs to. She needs to grow. Yeah, she's like three foot something. Yeah, my brain went like, somewhere. Like I, uh, my brain went to that Always Sunny episode where they found the baby and they're like, "We can fucking paint this baby. Oh, you yeah, need a brown baby. We'll yeah, make yeah. the baby brown." That's where my brain went. Like toxic Hollywood shit. Yeah. So while Judy's story is a cautionary tale of sorts, one of one that shows domestic abuse knows no boundaries. Race, culture, or income level. She can be remembered fondly as the sweet little girl on screen in Jaws 5 who voiced Ducky in The Land Before Time. No! Oh, did she really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. That's Yep Yep, right? Yeah. Is it? That was that Am was right? her. That was her. Uh, the little that one. Put that, they put that on her tombstone. No, they didn't. No, yep. friend, don't say that. I swear. Oh no! Yeah. Yep. Oh. Oh yeah, no. Man. Uh, so she was. They said she was a good little actress who had a wonderful future ahead until it was robbed by a person who should have loved and protected her the most. Um. Yeah. So she have. They have Judith. Um. Eva Bursay, uh, from nineteen seventy to nineteen eighty-eight. That's crazy. Nineteen seventy to nineteen eighty-eight. Yes. That's so she crazy. was eighteen when he killed her. What? What'd you say? 
her other work was she did Fatal Vision. Um, let's see, The Twilight Zone. I know The Twilight Zone. Okay. Hey, Cheers. You know Cheers. I know Cheers. Yeah, she everybody played, knows she your was, name. She was child number one in Cheers. That's child number know. one, yeah. Credit. Um, That's a credit. The New Gadget. The no? New Gadget? No, yeah. I don't know that. Growing Pains? Yeah, no Growing Pains. She played Young Carol in Growing Pains. Mm, I don't know. But I know the show. Um, ABC After School Special. It's a very generic <laughs> thing you just said. <laughs> like there's a bunch of those. Uh, yeah, uh, The Land Before Time. She played Ducky. <sighs> Um and all dogs go and to heaven. She wasn't in. La- no, was she in all dogs go to heaven too? Yeah, she was Anna Marie. She was. That's the main girl. That's the, that's who Charlie. Oh no, yeah. that's what they're trying to. That's oh, no. that's so sad. Yeah. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh no, Holy Spirit, oh, no. activate. Cause that bummed me out, man. Activate, activate, activate. activate. All right, let's go. She played Ducky. Yeah. And they yeah. put the no. That's really you read that that they put that why on the tombstone. Why would I lie, man? I don't because that's so fucking sad, man. Why would I do that? That's so fucking sad. They put that on her tombstone. That's so cute. Oh, a little like a little tombstone for a little Hollywood kid with her catchphrase on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my story of Judith Bercy. Um, like I said, I found that story off of a TV show. Um, this is all from that show about the house. What's all from the show about that? No, oh, this, I'm saying the story. That's where you got it from. That's where I got it from. It was her house. It was her house. The house she was murdered in. Yes. Oh, Man, what? <laughs> what do you think? I, why would I bring up the show? Because I thought <laughs> I thought that the sh- I I forgot that you said that. But I thought that this was a show about like my grandmother died in our in our nook. No, a double murder. Yes, and they're flipping the house. A, a murder suicide. Yes. Oh, and they burn the house and everything. Why is this a show? I don't know. I thought it was just going to be like, I thought it was just going to be like, our dog died here. That's why the energy's bad. That's intense, man. Yeah. That happened and they're, they're talking about changing the decor that's, of the that's house. That's why I said the whole house had to go. The whole yeah, house the house has, has, to has to go. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't even put that in together. I just thought, I don't know what, I thought that you were going to be like, yeah. And so they just happened to mention that this was one of the the child stars houses that she lived in. And then they go and tragically she died. And then I was like, Oh, how'd she die? She died in the house. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that's what it was. Yeah. I just thought it was like, this was her house when she was a kid. No, I didn't think that's why you picked the story until you just said that just now. Yeah. I didn't even connect that. Oh fuck, man. That's crazy. Yeah. You don't fucking flip that house. You know, <laughs> why would you tell the world that that's the house? Now, how are you going to sell that house? I wouldn't want that house. They, they redid it now, but they're just going to have to live there. Now the world knows that this little now? girl was murdered in all her bed. The, in the all house? the ghosts and all the spirit stuff is out now. They they fixed it up, just paint, drywall. That's too much. That's too much tragedy for one house. I would not be living in that house. Why is this an HGTV show? I don't know. It's a lot of episodes though. It's a couple of other episodes. That has to be the most intense episode. If every episode is like, and then fifteen people were murdered here, I really thought <laughs> we were just talking about old timey ghost spirits oh. in the house. That's a fresh ghost. The 80s, a child. I wasn't expecting that. I need less. We need to go to good vibes. Welcome back. Time for my favorite segment, our good vibe segment. Please. Um, yeah, Please my story, you know, Jesus. my story was a bummer. Um, your story was, you know, is it still an open case? So it's pretty sad. Um, 
I still don't have my smell, but you know, it's all good. It's all good in the world. Everything's going on, it's going on right now. Yeah, anything else you got to say? No? Okay, no. my good vibe this this week I is about so Dwayne sad. The Please Rock Johnson. Please tell me something. Please. Yeah, sure. There's a reason why Dwayne Johnson gets called the most likable celebrity around. Not only is he funny, he has his own foundation that helps at-risk terminally ill children. Kindness just seems to be in the actor's bones. As for his last... His big, gigantic bones. Yeah, as for his, his latest act, he's just gifted a brand new... Ford F-150 to an old friend. I mean, now you, he, you know, if you go back and help old friends, oh, you power, give him a truck. Power. Yeah, it's powerful. Not just powerful, but it should be a fully loaded Ford Come F-150. on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't be putting, you get just accept the truck, man. You're like, oh, man, this isn't the uh, winter if package, you are huh? worth millions, he got hundreds, you, of, he got let me finish, he got hundreds of millions of dollars, do not come to me with a basic Package Ford F one fifty. Oh, so you couldn't uh, couldn't get the Prestige Edition, huh? All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess you don't need satellite radio. I guess beggars uh, can't be choosers, but I mean, yeah, that on. part. But come on, <laughs> come on. Like, so the snow tires weren't an option, or no? That's, that's cool. Right. I like it. Thank you. I thanks. I love it, man. Thanks. I love it so Can't much. get this lift or something <laughs> for the winter time. Snow. <laughs> what the hell? No GPS. No, there's no touchscreen GPS. What's going on? Crazy. No sunroof. Like what? I, oh great uh, Manual windows I really uh, guess I'll get buff like you Rolling these windows down myself I, I love it man Thanks so much man <laughs> You're Doing a little cranking I was like it's my own little gym every day I love it oh, Thanks man <laughs> Thanks Dwayne So on New Year's Day The 48 year old Fast and Furious star Visited um, Bruno 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 Lore oh. It's true that The Rock's initial greetings Didn't sound all that friendly Yeah so he said Hey you son of a gun Dwayne yelled across the parking lot but his tone was just his tone was just in jest. Bruno took the took the actor in when he was homeless as a teen mm. in, ten, in in Tennessee. Nine years later, after Johnson fell on hard times once again while trying to make his name as a wrestler, it was Bruno who had again came to the rescue and said he can live in his Nashville trailer. Oh, that's awesome! Came through for him twice. Yeah, I love you, brother. Johnson wrote to his friend and. In a post on Instagram, your kindness and heart helped change my life's trajectory. And when you're ready to retire from your business, could have could have retired, but you know what? Uh, whenever you're ready to retire from your business, <laughs> what do you, you just mean? Just say the word. I got you covered. So he okay, said whenever so he's he ready. So, okay, we got him. Okay, he likes his job, man. <laughs> <laughs> so a thirty thousand dollar truck. Does it say the that? Gift? Does yes, it say that? It says that a thirty thousand dollar truck. And a gift of a financially stable future. Bruno, a former wrestler, manager, couldn't hold back the tears. So there's a video where he... It's a paid off truck, man. Out. I guess. <laughs> what if he already has a paid off truck? I, then I'm sure it's nicer than... Who doesn't want to, another paid off truck? I'm not saying I'm not going to take it. I'm you're just not saying, saying you're not going to take it. I'm not saying I'm not going to take it. I'm just saying if Bill Gates... That doesn't up in sound here, like a thank you. If Bill Gates were up in here and like, Hey, man, it was nice seeing you again. And he doesn't bring... A Bentley or something. I'm like, <laughs> you couldn't. You come here with a a, a, a Hyundai, but it's an F one fifty. Maybe this guy moves things for a living. It might be. It might help him do his job. Okay, but it's you a can, useful. It's a but useful you can thing. Get a fully loaded Ford F one fifty 
that has reverse trailer, uh, you know, <laughs> things in it. You get knob, you get it helps you turn. It got reverse camera, got a hitch on it. It got know. the back door folds down, then it folds down again for a step, or you can use it as a desk, a work desk. So kind of stuff you can put in drugs, man. So don't you you're, you're, you don't think the, the thirty thousand dollar one had those those options? Absolutely, that is basic. I'm sure that's the basic <laughs> the base model. Listen, man. Sometimes the base model gets it done. Okay, I guess that's so un- that's so ungrateful. What you're saying, man. A free truck. He didn't have to give him anything. I would rather take any nothing than Sorry, a base man. truck. <laughs> <laughs> so, friend, <laughs> so uh, my my good story is about a marathon runner yeah. who stopped. She had to stop racing because she uh, was came down with lupus, mm. and she's now racing again thanks to an amazing treatment for her autoimmune disease uh, okay. disorder. So, uh, when a marathon runner was put out of action by lupus. A debilitating autoimmune disorder. An experimental trial got her back on track and may prove to create the first safe therapy to stop the progression of the disease. You know, Nick Cannon has lupus. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's a rough one. Yeah. And then he went into kind of because everybody's making those jokes about all his kids. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of explained his philosophy about leaving a legacy and you know, spreading your wealth and everything and leaving it to the generations and stuff because it's like, I'm on borrowed time. Yeah. Which was really profound when he broke it down that way and the joke stopped. I haven't heard a bunch of Nick Cannon has a bunch of kids jokes since he came out and said that. But also, it's like none of your fucking business anyway. But that was... Karen, what does it matter? Exactly. And that's what he was saying. He's like, all these kids are taken care of. I have a great relationship. It's like I'm, I'm building a little community. And he's rich. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But, you know, it's still... It's, it's a, Health over health over wealth always, yeah. right? You know. So anyway, it was during the training for the 2020 New York City Marathon that 35-year-old Sashin Reed had the unfortunate honor of living in the city with the harshest lockdown in the country, putting her marathon plans on hold. Uh, she said, I gave birth in May of 2020, and then I went into a really bad flare flare up of really bad flare for about six months postpartum. Like multiple sclerosis or ALS. Lupus is a disorder of the immune system that results in the natural defense mechanisms of the body turning against itself, which sounds absolutely terrible. And I mean, I've heard so many just tragic stories about all three of those diseases. A trial was opening at the same time at the Feinstein Institute for Medical Research in uh, Manahasset to study the effects of a lupus drug called Benlista. So Reed signed up to take part. She said, I tried the trial in October of 2020. My husband subscribes to the Lupus Foundation. So whenever new med- medication comes out, he would tell me. She, and she went on to say, I've read, I've read about lots of people's struggles with lupus. And I, ha- I have only the joint pain and the hair loss. I don't have involvement with kidneys or heart arrhythmia. And I think that's, I think that's the point of the trial. If patients can be diagnosed early, it can prevent a progression of the disease, which is that's that's awesome yeah because i mean those those like degenerative and progressive diseases where it's like yeah right now my hand shakes a little bit but it's only it's only gonna progress and get worse that's gotta be like so psychologically like it's fucked up like you know like it's gonna keep going in a direction of bad so that's that's a rough one man one of the biggest hurdles to the treatment is diagnosing patients early with the condition. Wow. According to Cynthia Arano, MD, a rheumatologist at Feinstein involved with the trial. 
Uh, she said, on average, it can take up to six years to get a proper diagnosis, which can delay starting people on medications to manage their symptoms, control their disease, and prevent organ damage. So that's, I mean, it's, it's like it's hidden, you know, like, so you don't even, you can't even get a diet. Like, you're progressively could be getting worse if you have it, and you won't even know for who knows how long. Yeah. So that's, that's also fucking tough. Jesus. Ben Lista has been approved for patients with lupus for over 10 years. And most recently, it was approved by the FDA for the treatment of lupus kidney disease. However, it's use, it's usually used after other medications have failed. The goal of this two-year trial is focused on patients with a recent and early diagnosis. We are specifically interested in seeing if early treatment with Benlista can stop progression of the disease in its tracks. Well, it sounds like they also need to be working on uh, being able to get an early diagnosis as well. I hope they're working on that um, too. Uh, she said, I was a runner. I did 10Ks. I did half marathons. I traveled to Barbados to do marathons. Man. She's like fucking David Goggins. Uh, and I, I, was in, I did uh, marathons in upstate New York. So when I got the diagnosis, I was determined to, as much as possible, not have it change my lifestyle. She says, with, with a runner's training schedule, a full-time job, and three kids. Damn. Man, on it. And you can't get up and go to the gym? I'm saying, people with those excuses and stuff, I don't have the time, man. There's people out here getting it done, man. Come on. She has a, a debilitating disease, three children, and a job. Whole job. Doing it big. Doing it major. Yeah. Um, so she says she has to make she has to make double sure she takes care of herself, specifically yeah. with stretching before and after runs. I wish I would have known that a couple years ago. And uh, alternating runs with cross-training for strength in order to fortify her joints, which are subject to greater inflammation with lupus. These are just good things. Man, people stretch, man. Stretch before you do physical activity. So what is the... Is to slow it down? Is that what... What are you saying? The the, the drug? Yeah. Well, the drug is basically saying they're, it's, it's, in, it's in trials and it's, it, it slows it down one. Okay. But they're hoping that if, if you... The test... The trial is to see if you, if you catch... Find out that you have lupus early enough, it might be able to really, like, you know, put it to a stop. Mm. If you get it... If you get it early enough. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, if you're really progressing in your disease, you're deep in it, it can maybe only slow things down from where you are. But it may, they're saying, hopefully, if you catch it really early on, you start taking this and it'll stop it in its tracks, hopefully. Mm. I think that's the goal. So they said, we are hopeful that the important data gathered from Sashin and others will lead to breakthroughs in understanding, treating and caring for people with lupus. <clears throat> so I just thought that was a really cool story. And um, great about just the progression that the medical field has taken. I read another story about um, there was a mouse who was paralyzed and they did a transfusion with some kind of gel in its spine and the mouse is able to walk again. Oh, so that leads to promising that it pro that shows promise that maybe in the next in our lifetime, possibly, you know, there could be some kind of spinal transfusion or some kind of uh, surgery done on people who are paralyzed from the waist down where they can walk again that'd be awesome so if it you know the, the those those clinics and those trials and those grants are where you really start to see what could happen in the next 50 years so you know thanks to Sashin, you know we saw a little example of how this met this new medication or slightly new medication could really help people in a tough position because lupus is no joke yeah um yeah so and before we get out of here i got a quick review for you i know you're not gonna watch it and i know exactly why you're not gonna watch it but i'm still gonna recommend it to you because you should and i guess this is more recommend recommendation for stephanie probably because well, i don't know what she likes to watch but it's like if you two were one person it'd be a perfect show narcos mexico have you watched it narcos i think she not narcos narcos oh, okay. colombia doesn't differ with with pablo escobar i've seen that they have a narcos mexico 
with uh, El Chapo and the Sinaloa cartel, all that shit that's going up. The bo- people, ch- you know, putting the barrels and bodies in the acid and all that shit mm. that's happening. It's like the beginnings of that. Mm. The beginnings of the cocaine cowboys and all that. Narcos, three seasons. It's so fucking good. I've been binging it. I, crick- I got a crick in my neck uh, yesterday and I just laid on the couch all day because I couldn't turn left like Jeez. Zoolander. And so I just watched Narcos all day and I'm like, on, <laughs> I'm halfway through season two. And then season three just came out. So it's so fucking good. But it's like violent, well acted, but it's mostly subtitled. But then it's so good, though. Yeah. So maybe Stephanie can sit next to you and, and, you, and instead of reading the subtitles, she can be like, and then they said they said this. So why wouldn't I watch it again? Because you got to read subtitles. Oh. Great, my word. <laughs> you are just coming across. You know how grateful you should be that one that you could see. With yeah. eyes to be able to read things. Two, if somebody grateful. if somebody gave you a Every truck, day. if somebody gave you a truck, you should be thankful for the truck, even if it's just a base, base truck. That's still a good truck. I didn't say I wouldn't take it. You basically did say that, and then you said I'd rather not have that than have a. <laughs> I'm not going to like somebody offered me a truck. I'm not going to say no in front of their face. Not like, in front of their face. I don't want this. Gonna... <laughs> like, where's the you know where's GPS? Where's you know Sirius XM radio? Where's where's this stuff? <laughs> Any recommendations before we get out of here? No, I'm trying to I'm trying to work on my health. My my smell is gone. I want my smell back, so I'm 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 focusing on that right now. Well, you know what you could smell, friend. Before we get out of here, is some funk with that new Silk Sonic album. I highly recommend that to you and anybody else who currently can't yeah. smell. I, friend, will go on record as saying three songs into this album, Silk Sonic, probably get your smell back. It's so funky. I'm sorry. You listen the whole thing yet? I listened the whole thing like five oh, times. Did you watch Murders in the Building yet? No. No. I've been, man, you listen, man, I was in Miami. You didn't leave again. Yeah, I know, man. But you know what? Here's the problem. I was going to take your suggestion, but Hulu, you can't download the episodes like you can with Netflix and with HBO Max. Mm. They don't let you download. Like, I can download a Netflix show to my phone yeah. and then watch it in airplane mode. You can't do that with Hulu. Because mm. I was, when I went to L.A., I was going to watch Murders in the, Only Murders in the Building on the plane. But you can't download them to your phone. I'm not going to buy gotcha. the Wi-Fi to watch the show. When you come back? Monday, next Monday. Monday. Then you leave again? No, no. You make me nervous all these times. No, I leave in Jamaica. I go for Jamaica for our friend, uh, for Buddy's wedding, and yeah. that's in January. Oh, okay. So, no, I get a break for a bit. All right. Make Unless me something comes up, make I don't know. Make me nervous all these playing rounds, man. Just take it easy. Yeah, I'll do that, man. You know what you should do? Get some <laughs> funk in your life right. with that uh, Silk, Silk Sonic album. It's not a paid promotion, but I'm just I saying. I love Funk. I would love any type of funk right now. Any smell. smell yes. something. <laughs> Roses. Any anything odor. I love any kind of odor. Let's get so everybody pray for Frank's sense of smell. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Frank Frank Evans. Deuces. No, it's not me. <laughs>
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 